It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, welcome back. It's Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. This is the Thursday edition of Locked On Rams. Hope you guys are off to a great day so far. This Thursday edition is brought to you by mybookie.ag. If you guys haven't checked it out, go peep that now. It is a great site that I use. We'll talk about it a little bit later in the show. Uh, we're going to do my picks, which we usually do on Thursday. So we're going to pick a few games and talk it out. MyBookie, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and that will get you 100% of your deposit matched right away. So go check that out. Well, guys, I don't know about you. It is Thursday. I am already excited and ready for Sunday football division game versus the Cardinals. Can't get better than that. And so I'm going to kick off the show with some fun stuff, a little, couple little fun facts and things that got me excited. I was searching around the Internet uh, looking for Rams news. Cynthia Freeland, who's a stat-based uh, reporter uh, for the NFL, she released her Week 13 playoff predictions, who's going to make it, who's not, and the percentage of that chance. Obviously, again, as I said, she's stat-based, so she went there. And your team, the Los Angeles Rams, raking in at fourth at a 90.5% chance of making the playoffs. Everyone that's listening to this right now is like going, duh, we're killing it. We're in head of our division. We're setting ourselves up to make the playoffs. We're not there yet, but you know what? Stats say we're 90 0.5% there. So that makes me feel good as we're going into this week 13 matchup uh, with a division opponent on the road. As I just mentioned, the Rams are 8-3. and three. We are second in the NFL in point differential, and that's at 123 points. Wow. I mean, I'm just thinking back to this team last year. Went through the first four games, barely able to score a touchdown, and here we are second in the NFL, plus 123. Second in the NFL. We're third in power rankings in the NFL, and our Super Bowl odds have jumped all the way up to 14 to 1 after opening the season at 100 to 1 odds. Damn, I wish I put some money down. Uh, that would have paid off nice at this point, but 14 to 1, still throw that cash down. I like the mods. Uh, Sean McVay, obviously a coach of the year candidate, has got these guys on board with what he's doing. And it's showing just those few stats I just mentioned. It's amazing to see how this thing has turned around so quick. So as I mentioned, turn around things quick. This is the first non-losing season since 2006. That thing's kind of, that stat's been flying around there. But man, talk about how fast McVay got to put in what he wanted to do. And really everyone bought in. First winning season since 2006. And then I'll leave you here with a stat that my man James Kroger tweeted from Rams Podcast. Rams are second in the NFL in yards per play on screen pass at 9.55 yards. It's almost a first down every time they're doing a screen pass. That is only second to McVay's former team in Washington who averages 9.95 yards. I mean, just a little bit. We'll check back next week. Maybe we'll outrank them and get back up to first. So <clears throat> pretty awesome stuff. Always great stats from these Rams all over the field in all three phases. And you know what? Let's finish with a special team stat. Might as well. Yesterday we mentioned Greg Zerloin is 129 points, which leads the league in points so far this year. And we also mentioned Farrell Cooper's 
average per kick return, which was 29.7. And then our boy Johnny Hecker, which we gave a little bit of credit to yesterday, but I want to drop a stat on you. 5.15 is the number of yards allowed per punt return from the coverage unit. That's sixth lowest in the NFL. Obviously, a lot goes to Johnny Hecker. Uh, he's putting a lot of those inside the 20, which is great. Last year, I think I mentioned it, we saw him punt about 900 times. It was actually 98 punts last season. That was second most in the NFL. This year, 27 punters have attempted more punts than Johnny Hecker. Wow, that feels good. Last year, he was second. This year, 27th. So the improvement of our offense is showing, allowing Johnny Hecker to be what he is, a specialist, and not so much a main component that we're seeing, you know, 97 times. So those are all fun stats. I love it. I'm excited for Sunday. I can't wait for football. I want to share a couple of those fun facts. Um, while we're kind of talking about some fun stuff, the Coach McVay show was yesterday. We had uh, JB Long on here a couple times as a guest. He's a supporter of the show, and I sent in some questions, and again, he picked our questions to be read over to Sean McVay. So I really quick want to throw it to that. I thought it was pretty cool. It's always fun when you get the coach to answer your own question. So here's the clip of the Coach McVay show with J.B. Long and Sean McVay. DeMarco Farr, J.B. Long, and Sean McVay with you in Thousand Oaks. Let's dive right into Audible's Your Questions through social media to the head coach of the Los Angeles Rams, Sean McVay, and we'll let Brad Mater kick this one off. Uh, looking back on the win over the Saints, coach, in a game that had a ton of highlight reel plays, what are a few that won't show up on a highlight reel that stuck out to you? He adds his would be Todd Gurley blocking 15 yards downfield to help spring Tyler Higby for a few extra yards late in the third quarter. That was that was a great play by Todd. You know, you look at it, Higby kind of fighting through an ankle injury. Great job by Jared to be able to get through that progression uh, where th where Higby's kind of his third option on that. But then you watch the way that Todd competes without the ball in his hands, and that, that's what makes Todd a special player. Ends up peeling that block, you know, on a guy that's getting ready to make the tackle, and it, that ends up helps spring and Todd. You know, it springs Tyler for probably an additional 12 to 15 yards. But those are some of the plays. I think when you look specifically defensively, uh, the John Johnson play on the fourth down really stands out to you. Another play that might go unnoticed, but uh, it was a second down and 10, and Alec Ogletree recognizes a formation where they had a screen set up to Ingram where mm -hmm. they were backed up. Uh, kind of it happened on their sideline. They try to set up a little screen. Alec Ogletree makes a call to, to Robert Quinn. Those guys being on the same page where he's kind of ready to peel off and lend some presence on the back. And then you look at it, and there's a dead play, and he's got to throw it at Ingram's feet. And now they're in a third down and 10. Those types of plays where that communication from the preparation uh, throughout the course of the week with coaches and players, and then it leads to the success on the field, those are the things that get you excited. I think offensively, when you look at a couple plays, I thought Todd Gurley did a great job down the stretch of being able to make a handful of tough plays but I think when you look at that last drive when we're able to get some first downs they had been playing in some heavy man coverages we run a little kind of fake jet sweep flip toss action to Todd he does a great job but then when you watch Whitworth you watch the way Sammy Watkins competes without the ball in his hands you watch John Sullivan with urgency skinny through when he's got a guy over the top of him a three technique he runs it by just enough for Todd Gurley to put his foot in the ground on second and 10 get 11 yards Jamon Brown's hustling on the backside being smart where he could peel back or he could kind of just get out in front uh, where it's kind of a rip by type block as opposed to a crack back where now you're not leaving yourself susceptible to getting calls and those are the types of plays where it takes all 11 and that's what makes this game so special is is this the greatest team sport there is and and you got to rely on everybody to execute and when guys do that uh that's fun big shout out to jb long for asking my question to coach mcveigh 
If you guys aren't listening to that show, that's on Monday nights on ESPN Radio. You can also check it on ESPN LA. Uh, they post it a couple days later. But uh, those conversations between JB, DeMarco Farr, and Coach McVay are always gold. Some good stuff comes out of that, some laughs, a lot of football talk. You really start to get the mind of Sean McVay. That's why I wanted to ask that question and figure out, you know, what does he see when he's looking at film? What does he look at that impresses him? Obviously, there's big touchdown catches and great throws. But I was curious what, you know, the mind of a coach, uh, you know, likes of Sean McVay. What does he watch film and what does he see? And it was kind of fun hearing him kind of talk through that and name a couple plays that he saw that really stood out to him, you know, that, that aren't going to make Center. So that was a bunch of fun. Thanks again to J.B. Long uh, for asking that question. The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trail Blazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football with your Locked On Fantasy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fantasy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry. You can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. Well, guys, I mentioned it earlier in the show. This is the Thursday edition. It's brought to you by MyBookie.ag. If you haven't gone there, go check it out. Um, we do a bunch of fun stuff with them. Uh, they do a matching deposit right now. It's 100% of your deposit match when using the promo code LOCKEDON. So make sure to go to the site, use the promo code LOCKEDON, throw down 100 bucks. They'll give you 100 extra. Uh, play some bets this week. Put a lot of money on the Rams because I'm feeling good about it. But right now, we're going to dive into my three picks of the week. I'm going to talk it over. I'm going to make my picks. I'm going to continue with mybookie.ag. I'm going to throw some money up and hopefully bring some home. Also, a little side note, side plug. Also, don't forget to check out draft.com. I've shared it on my Twitter. I've got a league going. It's an eight-person league. Uh, the draft goes right as we fill it. I think I got about four people in right now last time I checked. So four spots remaining. Come join us. It's a $5 entry. Again, if you go to draft.com or use their app, use the promo code LONFL you will get a free play. So double plug there. My bookie picks, here we go. As per usual, we will start with the Thursday night game, and that is the Washington Redskins heading to Dallas to face the Dallas Cowboys. 
usually you look at this game and think this is going to be a nail-biter and something you'd really be interested in. Cowboys got booed off their home field last Thursday um, on those Thanksgiving Day games and have struggled mightily this year. Uh, Zeke Elliott is out, and the Redskins are coming into town. It is a one-and-a-half point favorite for the away team, Washington Redskins. <sighs> this one's tough, man. I think I'm going to have to go Redskins on the road. I think that's a little bit of me kind of just always being a Cowboy hater and uh, you know, seeing how they are you know, putting up the season and, and really starting to kind of fall under the pressure. I don't think they've scored a touchdown in almost three games. I, I'm kind of checked out late in that Thursday night game, so I don't know if they ended up getting one. But I know they've been on a drought on touchdowns, uh, struggling mightily on the offense side of the ball. Uh, defense isn't anything to really brag about or write home about. So I'm going to take the Washington Redskins minus a point and a half. I think Kirk Cousins is going to go in there, sling the ball around. We saw Phillip Rivers last week put up nearly 400 yards. So um, <clears throat> Washington Redskins minus one and a half for me. All right, so this is our next one. I want to pick the Minnesota Vikings at the Atlanta Falcons. This is one I'm going to keep an eye on regardless. It's a huge game for us in, in our playoff seeds and how everything goes. As it currently sits, we would be playing the Atlanta Falcons in the first round with the Minnesota Vikings getting the bye. They obviously have a one-game lead on us and the tiebreaker. So I'm kind of rooting for the Atlanta Falcons here. Uh, they are favored at home, minus three. Uh, I'm going to take them. Uh, I'll be pulling for him. Julio Jones came out of nowhere last week with over 250 yards receiving. Matt Ryan looked like the Matt Ryan of last year moving the football. They are running into this brick wall that is the Minnesota Vikings who uh, you know, shut us down and held us to seven points after coming in being one of the hottest offenses. So that does scare me a little bit. Atlanta's at home. They've been playing well, and they are in a push in their own division to try to win that thing and continue to make the playoffs. So I'm going to take Matty Ice at home, minus the three points. I'm really pulling for this anyway because uh, Atlanta Falcons win with a Rams win would keep us even par, uh, knocking down the Minnesota Vikings down to the same record as us. So I'm hoping that uh, Minnesota can continue to lose a couple games, which could spring the Rams into a home playoff game, which would be awesome. Not only the home playoff game, but a bye in the first round. I know, I'm getting greedy here. Getting greedy. I started with our chances at 90%. Feel pretty good about getting to the playoffs. Now, all of a sudden, I want to buy a home game. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You heard it right. So, I'm going to take Falcons at home, minus three. Let's go, Falcons. And you know what our third game is going to be. It is going to be your Los Angeles Rams traveling to Arizona for an away game against the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals are starting their third-string quarterback, Blaine Gabbert. Pulled out a win last week. Aren't completely dead in this division right now, especially the way Seattle is banged up and has been playing as of late. Rams are a seven-point favorite in this game. I say we get back to beating these Arizona Cardinals like we did five, six weeks ago in London, where we shut them out, put up 30-plus points on them, didn't, didn't give up a point. I know Bruce Aarons definitely hasn't forgot about that. Well, you know what? We haven't forgot what he said about the Los Angeles Rams then the St. Louis Rams a few years ago uh, kind of calling us out and laughing at us basically for being chumps and, and uh, a non-threat. So uh, we're coming for them. We're going to continue to pile on points. I think this is another big win for the Rams. I think it's a 13-plus point victory. The Rams win this one 
going away on the road. I'll take minus seven. If it was minus 10, I'd probably take that too. I am high on our Rams right now, obviously. Um, but Rams, minus seven. Yes, please. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up the My Bookie segment. Uh, for this show, the Thursday edition was brought to you by mybookie.ag. Don't forget to head over there. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's going to get you 100% of your deposit matched right away. Remember, they pay you guys within two days once you try to get your money back. Uh, two days. They pay out. They've been in business for a long time. Um, In-game, live betting, also really fun. So check them out. Awesome stuff. I'm a big fan, and I'm not going to put the bear stamp of approval on it unless I really mean it. So go check them out, guys, mybookie.ag. Well, guys, I want to talk about one more thing before I get out of here. Um, <clears throat> seen a lot about this on Twitter and, um, you know, quite a bit at the beginning of the season, and even as we continue to improve, you know, we're the 8-3 and three Rams. Um, but there's been some news recently made about the TV ratings here in L.A. Fred Rogan of uh, NBC L.A., Put out something that kind of just gave a recap of last week's TV ratings. Um, and the Rams ranked in fourth in the L.A. market, and that was behind Chargers, Cowboys, Packers, Steelers, Vikings, Lions, not including the Monday night football game as well. Um, and there seems to be, you know, some, some noise about this. I think a lot of the noise is coming uh, from the old St. Louis fan base um, and people that cover it and just kind of want to create a story. But... I'd love to hear your guys' opinion on it, and I'll tell you mine. I don't really care. I don't. I don't really care. I care that my team is 8-3, and three, and I watch the games. I get to see the games. I don't care if we're first in our market right now or we're blowing up. You know what? Tickets are already going up lately, so um, you know fans are going. We're getting behind. The true fans that are supporting the team are there. I get to see the game. Do I care if you know neighbor A, B, C, and D see the game? No. I don't really care. I'm going to be the guy repping my team at the office. I'm going to be talking to all my friends, telling them that the Rams are legit, as they kept telling me that they're about to fail. Um, there seems to be a lot of noise about it, and it's funny because people on Twitter seem to kind of get riled up about it. Um, but to me, it's a non-factor. When we're in the Super Bowl, tell me what the ratings are going to be then. Okay? Um, this is something that's going to take care of itself. This L.A. team coming back here. Uh, it's going to take some time to build that fan base back up. There was this huge gap, 22 years of, you know, a lot of NFL fans, and they had to find other teams because they didn't have a team here. So a lot of Raider fans, uh, you know, I know so many Dallas Cowboy fans out here, really just kind of a mixed bag of NFL fans. Well, you've got a core of Rams fans that are here, and you have new fans that are building, a.k.a. I'd be one of them. You know, two, three years ago, was I a Rams fan? No. But am I now? Yeah. I moved here the same day the Los Angeles Rams moved here. I was sitting in an airport, moving to L.A., drinking a beer, and they said, guess what? The Rams are moving to L.A. And I was like, wah, so am I. I'm sitting in a freaking airport right now. I'm heading there right now. Uh, I was stoked. I was excited to have football in the city I was at. Um, right away, I jumped on board and was excited to be a part of a new city and a part of something new and rebuilding and getting to connect to that old fan base. So I've been you know, a part of a new fan base here. I know a lot of people just like me uh, who haven't had a team have reached out and said the same thing. You know, we, I have a lot of people that listen to this who have been lifelong fans since the, you know, back, back, back in the day. And I respect that. I appreciate that. I think it's awesome. Uh, for me personally, I jumped on uh, when I moved here and I was excited that, you know, a team was going uh, to the city that I was going to. Um, so I'm not too worried about the fans. I think it's going to continue to grow. 
Obviously, we've had up and down numbers. Our first game back in L.A. was 90,000 plus. Um, I was at the opening game this season versus the Colts. It was a good turnout. Uh, Redskins, it sounded like there was a little bit of dip, and then we had some, you know, the away teams kind of showing some support. It's going to happen, man. It's a, it's a big city, lots of people, melting pot of fans. Not too worried about our TV ratings. Um, you know, the NFL, everyone who's getting money from those TV ratings, they're making plenty of money. I'm worried about the product on the field, and Sean McVay is taking care of that like a boss right now. Jared Goff's doing his thing. Todd Gurley's the MVP candidate. Our defense is turning it up. We got the Philadelphia Eagles. Tell me where that game ranks in in two weeks. I guarantee it's going to be pretty high. Uh, and that's just because it's going to be an amazing football game. So am I worried about TV ratings? Nope. Do I care about TV ratings? Nope. Do I care about getting in a Twitter battle about TV ratings? Absolutely not. So I love seeing some of our Ram fans uh, get out there and support us and tell anyone that's you know throwing out some hate about uh, ratings and you know our market being you know kind of a bunch of fakes and no one's behind the team and it's sad that your own market can't be the number one. You know what? It's LA, man. Uh, you got to win. You got to produce. That's what they're doing. The real fans are going to show up, get loud and proud at the stadium, and uh, we're going to sit here and talk Rams football five days a week here on Locked On Rams. So. I appreciate you guys joining. That was my little mini rant session. I just seen a lot of that on, on Facebook. Um, we got a lot of great things going on. Last thing you want to see is Rams fans going at each other about that type of stuff. It's that and the uniforms, which are the two funniest Twitter battles that I always see about the LA Rams. So I'm excited to see what we pull out on the road uh, on Sunday. Doesn't really matter to me. All that matters is if we go out there and get that dub. Uh, tomorrow, Friday edition of Locked On, we got a special guest. James Kroger, I guess he's not that special. Nah, he's pretty special. He's a good, good he's a good dude. Uh, he's going to run it tomorrow. I actually got some plans. Uh, so James is going to run solo tomorrow. He's going to have some good stuff for you. Uh, I'm sure he'll give you a uh, look ahead to the Cardinals. I didn't get to do that too much today. Uh, we were trying to get our Cardinals gone. We just couldn't link up uh, as far as the time. So um, James is going to kind of give you a preview of the Cardinals game, and then he'll dive into some other th things, and then hopefully give you a game prediction and some scores. So uh, that's kind of what we do standard on Fridays. So I appreciate James for filling in tomorrow. Guys, if you have any questions for me, James, Locked On Rams, shoot it over. Uh, always appreciate the feedback. Appreciate everyone going on uh, to iTunes and giving reviews. It means a lot uh, to me as I put in a lot of work for this. So <clears throat> hearing your guys' feedback always is encouraging. So Appreciate it, Rams Nation, and you know the deal. Until next time, peace. Hey, Locked On listeners. You already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fancy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fancy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.